Hey, New Patient Group Nation, welcome inside the broadcast booth. Brian right here, and welcome to Season 2, Episode number 12. Going to be talking about three easy things that you can get implemented into your practice that's going to have both a short and long-term significant impact for your organization. Getting back from a great Align Technology Practice Development Workshop that went fabulous, as well as a private study club uh, the prior night. Thanks to all the great Align Technology employees that uh, recruited heavily for that event. The crowd was fantastic. Uh, Really got a lot out of it. I think the reviews have been great. And we've got a lot of phone calls after that event thanking us uh, for the great information uh, that they could take back to the practice. So thanks to all of you. Before we get started today, let's fire up the music. Welcome to the New Patient Group Podcast, where doctors and other healthcare professionals crush their competition with innovative business, marketing, psychology, and entrepreneurial strategies. Learn how to better the patient experience, improve employee and management performance, and how to best increase conversions, efficiencies, referrals, profitability, revenue, and more. Learn from five-star customer service, psychology, business, and marketing gurus, top producing clinicians, and the most successful entrepreneurs throughout a multitude of industries. Now your hosts, practicing doctor and president of OfficeAutomated.com, Robert Barton, and the CEO of New Patient Group, consultant and speaker for Align Technology, the makers of Invisalign, author for the Benson Koppel Resource, featured in the Dental Economics Ask the Expert section, and international five-star customer service guru and life coach, with companies featured in Forbes, CNBC, and the National Journal, Brian Wright. Hey, everybody. Welcome inside the broadcast booth. Looking forward to this episode today. You know, when I was referencing the Align Technology Practice Development Workshop in the intro of today's episode, uh, it got me thinking, you know, when we got back from that, started receiving some phone calls just thanking us. And we even had a doctor go on to, and this, mind you, this doctor is not even a client of ours. She actually went on to Google and wrote a five-star review about us. Uh, It got me thinking about how much it means to me to be able to sit behind a microphone or work with our clients closely, um, just no matter what services they're using, it just means the world to us. Uh, I mean, it's a dream come true to be able to have people want to listen uh, when they do listen, see them succeed at a very high level. And it's such a passion for us just to see the success that our clients have. And when we first started this company, and so I just thought I'd start telling this story today, because uh, when we first started this company, one of the reasons why I wanted to name it New Patient Group, and there are other reasons, of course, but one of them was is that word group is powerful to me. Uh, You know, as a company, we are more of that. I I tell people this, this analogy all the time. We are more of that family-owned restaurant that you may have never heard of. Uh, We don't do a lot of outside advertising. We don't do a lot of events. Um, And it's kind of like that on purpose. Uh, I've always found that the family-owned restaurant had a better uh, service, better experience, better food uh, than the ones that were known by everybody, the chains as an example. And I like the -the under-the-table success And that's how a multitude of my companies have been very successful in the past. And uh, we've always been that company that if you heard the name, you may not have known us. Uh, But our clients are very loyal. They stay with us, most of them for life. And we are that group, that family of people uh, that know each other, that like-minded on how to grow the business. That's very different than how the rest of the industry thinks. And a lot of our clients, we all call each other weird and Anyway, I just it brought to my mind just I just thought I'd tell that story because the passion uh, to help other people is such at high levels with our company, uh, and I'm so proud that you know the success our clients have because we do what we say, 
And I really appreciate all of you that attended that event that have called us written reviews. And even if you haven't, just the fact that you were there uh, and just told us how much uh, the information uh, helped you think differently. Because a lot of times these events, guys, and I, and I have this conversation a lot, is that a lot of times when you go to events, the, if the event really does its job, the event is the beginning portion of something that needs to go on much longer, right? The event is supposed to change the way you view the aspects of how you grow your practice. Three of those we're going to talk about today. And for those of you that were at the PDW event, this will be a little bit of a reinforcement, but that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this podcast today is that you need the reinforcement. The event, like I said, is only where it starts. The event changes your mindset or it begins to shift your mindset into doing things differently. But if it ends there, it's very difficult for people to go back to their business, no matter what type of business you have, it's very difficult to go back and literally implement the ideas you received from changing your mindset. And today, a couple, when we have the doctor breakouts of those PDW events, today I'm going to talk about a couple of things that we discuss in those meetings uh, that are very critical. And the three things we're going to get into today, uh, the very first one is blocking time to actually work in your business. You guys, for avid listeners out there, you've heard me reference this. There's never been a podcast specific to this. Uh, but we call it the Operational Success Meeting. And there's a book, The Ultimate Sales Machine. Chet Holmes, famous entrepreneur, has helped uh, many, many businesses in all kinds across the globe. And it's something that he's preached for many years. And it's something as an entrepreneur myself, uh, having the opportunity to, uh, and I'm very thankful and grateful for this, uh, help businesses all over the world in different kinds of professions. You know, it's not just about healthcare. Uh, you know, the healthcare environment, I preach this all the time because it's forgotten, is 70, 80, 90% of everything that goes on inside your doors is 70, 80, 90% that goes on to any other type of business or consumer organization, restaurants. That's why a lot of the famous entrepreneurs like Chet Holmes is able to go in and grow any type of business there is. And that is something I'm very passionate about and something I've been fortunate in my career to do so. But it's something that I've taught as well as Chet Holmes is that you've got to block time in order for you to really ever implement anything well. If you don't have the time to work on it, discuss it, uh, work on the problems that once you implement it, it may cause other problems. And what most people do is go, ah, no, it's causing problems. I'm over. I'm done with this. That can't be how you're doing it. You've got to go, okay, we implemented this and it's causing problems in other areas. So now we're going to sit down and we are going to fix those problems with other ideas. And it's, that's why it's a constant growth method. It's a constant consistency week after week in order to get your business on autopilot because it's not supposed to be hard work. And this hour a week and, and doctors from the PDW events, you've heard me talk about these operational success meetings. And you've also heard me reference another podcast, The Four Disciplines of Execution, that book talks about the whirlwind, the same things that, and, and every, and this is the thing is you're not, you're the only one. Every business faces this type of situation where in order for you to keep your doors open, there are certain things you have to do every single day in order to do it. As a doctor, you've got to be in people's mouths. You get the point. The point is with these operational success meetings, though, is that you're able to overcome the whirlwind that kicks you in the butt every day by doing the things you have to do to keep the business alive and keep your doors open. And those same things, as that book talks about it, those same things that you have to do every day to keep your doors open are the same things that get in the way of you having to do to grow your business. I mean, think about it for a second. 
the things you have to do to grow a practice is very difficult to do with all the other stuff that you have to do every day. It's so ironic. It's so funny, really, to think about just to keep your doors open are the same things that put you at risk of not keeping the doors open. Or if you're really successful practice, how you become even more successful by converting at a higher level. Well, those things you have to do are prevented by the schedule. So if you don't block an hour a week is what we recommend to work on the things that, as an example, you fly your team to a facility. For those of you that were the PDW event or Align Technology employees that I know there's a lot of reps out there for Align Technology, Henry Shine, a lot of other companies that are avid listeners to this podcast because it helps them take valuable things back to the practices they work with. If you're doctors, guys, if they go to an event, and that's why I'm using these practice development workshops as an example, think of all the ideas that they get at those events from great speakers like David Boshkin and David Walt and Nicole, uh, myself, all the ideas that we throw out there. How in the world do you expect the doctors that you work with to go back to the practice and actually implement any of them well? And if they're lucky enough to implement it, how do you expect it to stick to where it doesn't go backwards the second you go in and have a lunch and learn with them and throw three new things at them? How do you expect that to even come to fruition, but especially how if they just implemented or tried to implement five ideas they learned in an event when they got back? Those five things are going to go bye-bye almost overnight the second you work on three new things with them if they don't have an hour weekly meeting to concentrate on these things. And the hour weekly meeting, guys, is not supposed to be difficult. So doctors listening, this is not some, oh gosh, I got to put agendas together and blah, 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 blah. That's not what it is. But the hour meeting sets a foundation of your organization that allows you, we're going to do a podcast in the relatively near future about bonuses, job descriptions, things like that, about how to look at it differently and bonus differently. Bonus like famous entrepreneurs do. Don't bonus how a healthcare consultant's taught you in the past where, oh, you're going to bonus based on treatment starts and production and collections and those things. That's not the way to do it, all right? If you want a surefire way to be a non-motivational leader, that's what you do, all right? So the weekly meetings allows you to do weekly consistent bonuses and things like that that we're going to get to, all right? But it first begins with just having it and just blocking the time and saying, look, from 7 to 8 every Monday morning, this is how we're going to get our week started. But there's no wrong or right time. I just suggest don't ever do it at the end of the day because you and all the employees are going to be, ah, we want out of here, we're tired. So that's the time not to do it. Maybe once a week you break and you have lunch together. You know, you order in lunch, you eat lunch, and you go through things you need to go through. Long story short, Implementing that hour meeting every single month into your organization, or excuse me, every single week and every single month of every month for the rest of your career sets that foundation that allows you to constantly work on the old while also implementing the new. And that's the key to a business that's on autopilot is that you never forget the old. And that is such a habit and not a good habit that humans have is to constantly strive for more new information while forgetting the fact that you haven't become good at any one thing that you've done prior, or you forget about it. Ah, we're already good at that. Can you imagine if an athlete had that mentality? And that's why, for those of you out there that have seen me speak, I use the athlete analogy all the time, is that if you took the athlete mentality and you put it inside your practice, inside your business, you would crush everybody. Because 
the things that you worked on or learned at an event three years ago, today, you still have to work on them. You still have to focus on them. That's how you keep it from going down the toilet whenever you try to implement three new things. All right. And the book talks about a WIG, a wildly important goal, the four disciplines of execution, and how humans cannot or have a very difficult time psychologically focusing on any more than three goals at once. And that's an issue because here's the thing, and, and this message is for all of you out there, but reps, I want you to I want you to listen to this for just a second. See, here's the problem. See, you go in there with your own goals, which is fine. It's not a bad thing. But you're going in there with the goals that you want for your doctors, of course, okay? Meanwhile, the doctors just got back from an event that, and we'll call it the PDW event as an example. They got back and they learned no less than 50 new ideas on how to grow their practice. So they got these 50 things sitting there in their mind and on the notepads that they took at the event. Then you come in and you have three new things as an example for them. And then maybe their wife as an example, you know, the doctor, you go home and your wife or your husband is like, man, and they put three new ideas in your mind, whatever it might be. It's very difficult to actually focus on three things. And if you really want to grow a business properly and successfully and set it up for life to constantly be producing at a higher level than competition or at a higher level than whatever the industry average is, is you've got to say, look, these are the three most important things that I want to do now. And the beauty of that, doctors out there listening, managers out there listening, everyone out there listening, is there's no wrong, okay? You can't say, these are the three things I want to accomplish today and have somebody else say, ah, those aren't worth it because it's your business. You get to accomplish whatever three goals are most important to you because when they're the most important to you, they will pay off. And those three goals can be anything, but I don't want them number related, that's the problem that people make. Eh, one of my goals is, is I want to hit uh, you know, 300000 in production this month. No. What your goal needs to be, and some of the things that we're going to talk about, so number one of the three things that we referenced today is your weekly meeting. And I'm not going to spend time today, you know, this could be a whole podcast in itself, and even then it wouldn't work, is teaching you exactly how to do it. The goal today is just do it. Listen to this podcast and say, look, moving forward, it is literally the single most important thing you will learn as an entrepreneur and a business owner, reps out there. The most important thing you can do for your practices, if you want them to implement things that you're trying to get them to implement at a high level, is they've got to have time consistently week after week after week forever to actually implement it. And then when you have the three goals that I'm talking about defined, such as, and the sec- this leads me into the second thing we're going to talk about today. And there are some practices that listen to this podcast that this may not apply to. But remember the domino effect that we talk about, and this applies to everybody. The domino effect psychologically talks about how our brains work in images, all right? So because it works in images, you as an organization verbally and how you speak That is why the verbiage and presentation from the receptionist to the content on your social media platforms and your website to the how you speak in the doctor exam, TC, it has to be articulated in a way that builds an image of value inside the consumer mindset to get them to buy from you at the same at at the highest levels. And the beauty of that, if you do it right, is that it's going to give them a unique, wonderful experience at the same time. Because remember, you guys hear this all the time. We're all about the patient. 
We're all about the patient and the employees getting a VIP experience at the organization. So the domino effect works in images, and that leads me into, and that can apply to everybody out there, but really what I'm going to talk about specifically now is the iTero machine. Guys, you talked about it. We talked about it at the PDW event, and this is one of the goals that we discussed with you, is that you need to scan 100, not 80, not 40, 100% of every new patient that enters your practice. Now, here's the ticker. If right now you're not doing it at all and you learned the idea at the PDW event, or maybe you're just hearing it for the first time when I'm saying it, or maybe your rep uh, from a company out there is pounding it in your head, look, you got to do this, you got to do this. Here's the problem. When you also have 50 other ideas on your mind and 50 other things you're trying to accomplish, something that should be easy becomes difficult. And why today I want you to focus on these three things that we're talking about, and that is it. Don't do anything else until you have this solidified and implemented into your company. And that's how I want you to think. It's like, and the beauty is you get to pick them. Today I'm picking them for you, but you get the point. Is that you do it three things at a time. Never anymore. Three things as an organization. Not three things for your TC Not three things for your insurance and billing person. Not three things for your receptionist. Three things as an organization. And as a group, you work on them together. Now, larger organizations, you know, clients that listening out there, uh, you know, you may have 15 locations. Uh, You may be under a different division of new patient group than our family-owned practice. Whatever it might be, obviously, it's a little bit different for you, okay? And the teaching is a little bit different. This is more for today... Uh, you know, if you have eight employees, 12 employees, you have one or two locations, maybe three, okay? It's more for that. It gets more complicated the more practices you have, but the philosophy is still the same. You absolutely still have an hour weekly meeting. But because of the domino effect and everything, that iTero scan is imperative for every single new patient, as well as showing them the outcome simulator. It absolutely will grow the practice. And people hear me, people hear me speak, and I say this all the time. I don't, this is not a do it because you're going to start more Invisalign cases speech. You know, because I'm a consultant speaker for Align Technology, a lot of people automatically think we're going to shove Invisalign down your throat, and we don't. Matter of fact, when I speak, I say, look, I don't care if you ever start another Invisalign case the rest of your life. And people look at me like, um, Uh, You're a consultant speaker for Align Technology. You better be careful when you say that. And obviously, I clarify it when I'm speaking. It's not that I don't want you to do more Invisalign cases. I do because I'm a big believer in it. And you're not going to be able to sell your practice in 20 years if you're a metal metal bracket practice. So if you think in 20 years you're selling it and that's going to be your retirement and you're not going to do clear aligners, you're going to have a rude awakening in 20 years. It's just the reality of the situation. Why? Because the consumers want it. Remember, we teach this. It doesn't matter what you want. You know, if you think an hour new patient appointment is great, but the consumer data says that it needs to be 30 minutes, well, it needs to be 30 minutes. You need to be a CEO that bases it off of data, not personal bias. No different than people, how they present money. If you're a person like my dad that doesn't like interest, doesn't like banks, buys everything in full, well, then how are you going to convince that person that you're presenting money to that low monthly payments with interest is their best route? It's difficult because you have a bias on how to buy a different way. And that bias exists throughout the practice, and that is going to be a podcast that's upcoming. So you've got your hourly meeting in place, all right? I don't care when you do it as long as it's not at the end of the day. You've got that. Now we're going to start building that image of the iTero. And what I was referencing a little bit earlier 
is that if you're an organization today that does it every once in a while, maybe you do 20% of the new patients, or maybe you do nothing, maybe you do 50%. I don't want you to worry about doing 100% tomorrow. This is a big mistake that people make. Whether it be reps, whether it be at events, whether it be whatever, the goal is ultimately to get to 100% of new patients. Because you are going to start more treatments if you do. It could be Invisalign, but also it's going to help you do more braces cases. If that's a practice and you're not totally bought into Invisalign, okay. But it's also going to help you do more metal bracket cases. And simultaneously, it's going to help you increase your Invisalign numbers, whether you want it or not. Because you're going to have your business systems internally set up in a way that are better and provide a unique experience. That Iteroscan provides a unique experience. That's going to lead me into my third thing here momentarily. But back to the Iteroscan and the goals. Weekly, you meet and you say, look, this week, right now, we don't scan anybody. Or right now, we scan probably 30%. You guys get the point. Wherever you're at, that's what you talk about your weekly meeting. So next week, you start the weekly meeting, all right? Anytime you want, lunchtime or early morning. That's when you should do it. And one of the things you say is we say, look, right now, where are we with how many people we scan with the iTero? And it doesn't need to be exact. It needs to be exact eventually. That's what our employee performance indicator course is with tracking manual data because the manual data is what matters. The stuff that can be automated, you hear this in other, in other episodes we talk about. It's such an ironic thing is that you need to know the data. So it's not that it doesn't matter, but the data that's automated, you have no control over. The data that's not automated that requires manual tracking, you have total control over that through accountability and training. And that's why that's the data that matters. It's the whole weight loss scenario. Remember I talked about that listeners that have listened, but if you didn't hear the podcast, a scenario of the people that are successful with weight loss, whether it be losing the weight or losing the weight and then keeping it off, the reason they're successful is they're tracking and focusing on different data than the people who fail. The people who fail look at the scale, and that's the equivalent of you looking at production, collections, new patients, treatment starts. It's also the equivalent of you bonusing on those things. The people that are successful manually track their daily calorie intake, record it somewhere, and that's the type data that they look at and they focus on. Because through training and accountability, you can improve that. As a result, the scale goes down much further than if the scale was your focus. That's kind of the point of all that, which goes into your weekly meetings as well because that's data that you, your employees report to you, giving you easy oversight into your business without having to work hard on it. And you, in turn, bonus them based off that data. That's what's going to be the bonus episode, the bonus podcast. That's what we're going to get into. So the goal on your iTero is to increase it small at a time, tiny at a time. Okay, the mistake is, ah, we're going to scan all these new patients. Let's do it. The reality of the situation is that's not likely, which means you're going to have a high failure rate. All right, you've got to, going into this, you've got to say, look, today we're doing 20% of the new patients and we're showing all of them the simulator, the the outcome simulator. So today, next week, what I want to see, today we're going to focus on next week being a week where we increase that to 30% of the new patients. All right, I want to make sure that out of every 10 that walk in next week, 
30% of them, no less, are being scanned with the iTero machine. And you work on it. Part of it is you could use that week to role play scanning with the iTero because if it takes your employees 10 minutes or 12 or 15 or even five for that matter, it's too long, which inherently creates issues scanning every new patient. And again, those are how you set your goals. Because if you have these weekly meetings and you know make-believe name Janice takes eight minutes to do an iTero scan and she's your go-to iTero scanner, well, of course, it's going to be difficult committing to every single new patient. Or there's practices I hear that do 10 or 15-minute scans. So your goal should also be to role play scanning with the iTero machine to get them down to, I've seen it done in a minute and a half, but a minute and a half is pretty unlikely. That's a little freakish, (laughs) but it should be three minutes or under. And until it's three minutes or under, you have work to do. But remember, just because Janice all of a sudden works on it to get it under three minutes doesn't mean that Janice doesn't continually practice it occasionally at weekly meetings. Doesn't need to be every week. It could be once a quarter, but the focus is still, you're still touching on the old. And that's an example of still not losing the focus on things that have been implemented well in the past. Because if you lose that focus, they go away the second you try to implement three new things. And the only way that's possible, to my knowledge, is to have those weekly meetings to where you have time to work on these things. But they've got to be consistent. You can't try it for three weeks and then say, ah, no, we got to put patients there. You got to stick with it. Because the second you don't, The employees think the whole thing is a joke and you lose your credibility. It's got to be consistent. And that from a new patient group standpoint, I believe one of the most important things we do as a company is provide the consistency that lacks in most companies. What we try to do and try to install into the practice is a methodology that never leaves. It is a, this is the way it's going to be for life. Because guys, and this is off topic, but that's why I love these podcasts. I just get a chance to talk to you about stories and about things. Is that, look, employees have been through the consultant model before. And we do hundreds upon hundreds of interviews with employees. They've been through the consultant model before. They know that, okay, here comes a consultant. Three months, we're going to work our butt off. Then it's going to go all back how it, you know, how it was before, or I'm going to work on it. And three of the other employees won't. And it's just, what is this for? They know that going in. It's a challenge going in to really convince themselves, hey, look, new patient group, we're meant to be a division of the organization. We're part of your family. We're part of your family that is there with you for life because it's a methodology. It's a consistency. And that's why our clients do so well, but it's also why our clients are a group of like-minded people that are, we call weird. Because we all think very differently than the industry norm. It's very hard to convince people, very hard to convince the majority of people that they don't need outside advertising. It is a total waste of money. You don't need print, radio, pay-per-click. You don't need those things. You think you do, but you don't. That is a mindset that is different than most people. And that's the difference in what we teach on here, the top one percenters. That's why you don't see Starbucks commercials. You don't see Ritz-Carlton postcards. You don't see those things because they don't do them. They do the two things that we do as a company and preach to our clients, and that is unbelievable digital marketing and unbelievable ongoing training. And then they have the third one, which is our third pillar of easy oversight into their business for insight to how they're doing and accountability to make sure their employees are performing and always getting better. That's what they do. And if you do those things, you never have to spend one nickel on outside advertising. But if you choose to do it, and you guys have heard me say it a lot of times, if you choose to then do it, you convert at higher levels so it brings you back a higher return than it otherwise would. 
So the employees have been through the consultant model before, and it's why this methodology works. And it all goes back to if you do this weekly meeting, it's got to stick. And then if you role play with your team, it's got to stick. It can't leave because that is a culture that diminishes because they work hard only to see it go away. That is the inherent issue with the consultant model, but it's also the inherent issue with how people run their business. It's like the flavor of the month. Well, I went to this event and this sounds good, so we're going to do this for a little bit. It's not you're going to do this for a little bit. It's that you're going to install it as a methodology into your organization and never forget it. Is it hard to have that mentality? Yeah, but that's how you get your business on autopilot. Weekly meetings to focus on the old while also implementing the new, having oversight of your business to make sure that things are being implemented through mystery shoppers, things like that, and tracking data that your competition will never track. So you have oversight on how to fix lost opportunities that they don't have. While Dr. Bob is out spending on postcards, you're having visibility that you lost eight new patients on the phones last month, so you're giving your receptionist added training to ensure that hole in the boat's plugged. That's the point. In the weekly meeting is how you do it. Now, initially at the weekly meeting, I want you to focus on what I'm talking to you about is the iTero. And everything I'm talking about goes into this. But I'm giving you the start is the iTero machine scanning with every new patient, but setting a goal each week that says, look, we're at 30% now. Next week, it's going to be 40%. And when we meet next week, I want employees to tell you, look, as we increase, now it's went from two out of 10 new patients to three out of 10. With that, it may cause some problems, so I want you to report at next weekly's meeting the problems you see that are, that are arising. It then allows you as a CEO and a team to go, hey, look, let's fix these. What are some ideas on how to fix these problems? Because we are going to get to our goal eventually of 100%. It's not going to go away. We're striving for that. So I don't want any excuses. Every week, it needs to be back that we've scanned more people than we did the week before. Because each week, you say, look, next week it's 5 or another 10% increase. Maybe once you get to 50%, you say, look, let's keep it at 50% for three weeks. I don't want to go backwards. Every week we're going to talk about it. We're going to role play the iTero. We're going to keep doing it. And then once it happens, you say, look, now we're going to 70%. But you get the point. It's not a we're going to go from 20% to 100 Because if you try that, it's going to create issues. You're never going to stick with it. And that's why these weekly improvements... Weekly improvements have such a powerful impact, but you have to be different. You can't change your mindset and go, oh, we've got 80,000 things to do. We've got to do it now. It's over for you at that point. That's why these big events are only the beginning. They're only the beginning to shift your mindset into doing it differently. But when you get back, you better run the business differently if you're going to implement it. And reps out there listening, you guys know, we talk to each other all the time. Implementation is the biggest challenge we all have when trying to grow somebody else's business. Because you're at the mercy the second you leave of how management functions. So this is a way to set your practices, reps I'm talking to, but also doctors who are avid listeners out there, our clients as well, to reinforce all of this. The weekly meeting is what is going to set the foundation of success for you to implement no matter what idea you get. You fly to a weekend event with your team. You come back. Well, guess what? You know, you've got to have a foundation to talk about and implement the ideas that you liked from the event. 
That's what the weekly meeting. So it's not about just implementing new patient groups ideas or your aligned reps ideas or your Henry Schein reps ideas or whoever else you work with out there. It's to help with that, of course, but it's also to help with your own ideas, ideas from other people. So you've got your hour weekly meeting and the initial focus is, is I want two things. One I've already told you about is the iTero machine. Figure out how many you're doing now. Bump that up 10, 10% week over week until you get to 50%. If you're already at 50%, bump it up 10% a week till you get to 75% as an example or 70 or 80%. You guys get the point. And the beauty is you get to bump it up whatever level you want. If you want to try 5% increase, do it. But then the following week, you have time to sit and discuss if you did it If you didn't, how you're going to do it the following week, the expectations, things like that. It's not rocket science. It's consistency. That leads me into the third thing of your receptionist. See, we're going to do a podcast in the future. I don't know when it'll be, but it's about telling the story. It's about how you tell a story with your digital marketing to the time people call you, to the time they show up in every aspect of the appointment process. And that's what we're all about is improving every aspect of the appointment process, start to finish, everywhere in between. By telling a unique story and giving a unique experience that they have not had before inside a healthcare practice or any business for that matter. Now, the iTero machine and scanning is part of that. If they've had two opinions before you, it's likely that they were not scanned with the iTero machine, giving you a unique opportunity to do it differently. Your weekly meeting all goes back to giving that patient a unique experience because you get these ideas that help you give them a unique experience, but you got to implement them. The weekly meeting allows you to do that, which allows a better experience for your employees because they actually see their work sticking. It's a sticky organization you need to run. If the employees see that they're working and it's staying and it's working to improve the patient experience, it's not going backwards. They're only going to strive to work for you harder. But if you're constantly being the flavor of the month person that says we're going to do A, B, and C, A, B, and C is kind of of done, but then it goes away the second you do D, E, and F, and your mind's all over the place. And it's such a problem with entrepreneurs because all of you out there are. If you own a day, if you own your own practice, you're an entrepreneur first, a clinician second. And that is not to diminish the clinical importance. Of course, have the utmost respect for all your clinical abilities. But if you own your own practice, you are a entrepreneur. So that is who you need to seek help from, successful entrepreneurs, regardless of the type industry they are in. Because 70 to 90% of everything going on in your practice is entrepreneurism, it's consumerism, it's business, it's marketing that literally can be applied to every type of business and consumer organization on the planet. That's who you seek your advice from. So now the receptionist in the iTero. This is something that's very easy, but it talks about the story, okay? In the new patient call, one of the things that we teach is a step six, which is like an educational step to the new patient call, right? It's a way to really finish the call to get the person excited, but also educated in a way that speaks their language. See, education is not, we're going to take some x-rays, some photos, you're going to meet the doctor, we'll present money to you at the, ah, right? For those of you who see me speak about this, you know, I'm very passionate about that domino effect in the, in the picture 
that receptionists are creating in the mind of somebody that is yet to come in your business, in your practice. You talking about x-rays is a certain way to get them to go, because their mental image, the domino effect, remember, is radiation. It does literally nothing to benefit your organization. But what I'm about to tell you does, and this is how it tells the story. See, in that new patient call, preferably towards the end, is when you're going to let that new patient know that you are excited that they get to see your exclusive technology and they are going to get scanned digitally in order to see what their smile is going to look like at the end of treatment. It's something our patients love. You're really going to enjoy it. Can't wait for you to see it. And there's some excitement there and there's psychology of excitement. You getting other people excited about your business absolutely impacts in a positive way their decision-making abilities in your favor while giving them a great experience. And that's the beauty of this. It's not lies. It's not tricks. It's to give them a uniqueness that they are not going to hear on the phone somewhere else that's unique to your business and closes them at a higher rate. So the beauty also of what I'm telling you is that when you have the receptionist verbalize the itero verbiage that I just described, and you don't need to say it's the itero machine, and that, that's the other... It's like telling, yeah, our doctor is, uh, you know, an elite provider of Invisalign. And I know the names have changed. Well, the problem with that is, is it means nothing to the consumer. You got to say, look, our doctor is one of the leaders in the community with Invisalign. Matter of fact, the top provider in the area, one of the tops in the entire nation. But the actual name of it, the consumer doesn't care. Nor do they care about the iTero. So you don't need to say, yeah, we have this thing that's called the iTero machine. You're wasting your time. Remember, domino effect. What you need to say is we have this exclusive technology. Our patients love it, and it really adds to the experience you're going to get. It's one of the things that we really believe separates us from the competition is we're going to scan you with this awesome thing, and you're going to get to see what your smile is going to look like at the end of treatment. It's all digital, seamless process. See, that's the verbiage. But see, when you start having your receptionist verbalize that to every new patient, it then forces you internally to scan them when they come in. It's a great psychological trick to get you to start doing it because now you've known the receptionist is verbalizing this to the new patient. So now you have to do it when they come in, which is a great way for you to start doing it at higher levels. Now, you may want to wait to implement the receptionist verbiage until you're confident that you can do it on every new patient. Or you can do the reverse. You can say, look, to kick us in the butt to do this on every new patient, our receptionist is going to start telling that to every new patient. So therefore, we know we have to do it. And there's no right or wrong. But the three things are, one, you've got to do the weekly meeting. It has to happen. Out of all the three things I'm talking about today, the biggest impact it's going to have in your organization is the weekly meeting. Because all these things that reps want you to do, I want you to do, new patient group wants you to do, other consultants, other companies want you to do. The way they're going to get implemented is that weekly meeting. So the ironic thing is, is of course we want you to do the iTero scan, but the only realistic way that you're going to get it to 100% is if you have time blocked every week to work on it, to talk about it, to set goals of, look, we're at 40% this month, next month it's going to be 50 or 60%, whatever. And again, back to it, there's no right or wrong. You can increase 5%, 10% every month and get to 100% over the course of a year because you're more likely to have that stick than if you say, ah, tomorrow we're going to start scanning 100% of the new patients. Then 20 problems arise by doing it. The employees come to you complaining and you say, ah, forget it. 
Don't have time for it. So weekly consistent operational success meetings. Then right now I want to focus on two goals in addition to that is getting to the point where you're increasing your ITERO scans every single week and showing it. So scanning every new patient and showing them the outcome simulator has to happen. It's going to have a impact overall on the experience that you give your people, employees and the patient. It's going to have an impact on your treatment starts. Scan and practice in your weekly meeting to get faster and faster and more efficient at it. Cross-train so it only shouldn't be one or two people that knows how to do it in your organization. Why not train everybody? That also builds a better respect for each other because when person A up front knows how hard person B's job in the back is and vice versa, that's that culture of accountability and success and respect. And the last one is, is start having your receptionist say, the verbiage I was talking about, about we're so excited to show you this awesome technology we have. We're going to scan you. It's all digital. You're going to get to see your smile at the end of treatment. Because now the receptionist is setting up the expectation, the excitement, and the uniqueness of your experience. Combine those three things. That's what I want you to focus on. Thanks for listening today. Looking forward. We got a lot of great upcoming podcasts, some good guests coming on. You guys know I'm very particular about who we allow on this podcast. Um, I know the ones coming up, uh, like a Dr. David Boschkin as an example, um, is going to be a great one. Uh, For the PDW uh, followers out there that have come to our events around the country, you know uh, Dr. David Boschkin, his TC and COO, Nicole, and us uh, speak quite a bit at those PDW events. So it's going to be a great podcast. We're going to talk about a lot of high-level topics about what makes his practice successful, some other things as well. I appreciate your loyalty. Uh, Take a look at our upcoming events page. And we have some other cool things that we just launched. MPG Iconic um, is something that's coming. We're designing that out. Uh, More to come. Next couple podcasts, I'll describe that more. Uh, But really, really focus, guys. Really focus. All of our clients out there, I appreciate your loyalty and your ongoing partnership and all of our listeners. means the world to be able to sit behind the mic and have you guys listen and have it impact your lives in a positive way. Enjoy the rest of your week, your upcoming weekend. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.